Welcome into my office here. How about that? Uh, usually rock with the background, but testing out the new camera here. I've got an HD camera that I used kind of for the uh, what are we the live thing we just did for the UFC. Uh, just got a 4K camera. How about that? So this is not that, but excited to kind of test that out. I'm going to bring it with me in Arizona. Hopefully get some good content out there. <clears throat> so welcome in. This is the backside of my office. Uh, so hope you enjoy it. Yeah, Bradley University up here. How about that? You like that? Pretty damn good Super Bowl. Uh, halftime show, I thought was great. Uh, it was nostalgic. It was nice to listen to music that I actually enjoy. Um, you know, even if it was 15 years ago that I did enjoy it. Uh, you know, it made me feel old, but I thought Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, it was a cool performance. 50 Cent in a surprise appearance as a cameo. I thought it was cool. You know, I wonder how old people thought about it. Uh, I'm sure it was a very polarizing halftime show, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Came down to the wire. You had a pretty good, uh, as I just spit on the camera there, a pretty good mix of offense and defense. Um, but my one gripe is the damn officiating. I mean, it was ridiculous. There was obviously poor calls. It affected both teams. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, this is how it goes is television right now. Our TVs could keep getting bigger and better, more crisper, more clearer as do our cameras. And as does the television production of the game, 110 million people, right. Who watch the Super Bowl, We're seeing these obvious calls that were missed or calls that shouldn't have been calls. This has to be fixed somehow because we're seeing the game better than the officials are on the field, uh, especially with the capabilities of instant replay. We need multiple sky judges in the box, like somebody just watching the feed and being like, hey, slow it down. Let's stop play. Let's not look like fucking morons here, right? This looks really bad. Let's stop play. Let's review. I don't care if it's uh, the rule book, just somehow that has to be fixed. There's too much money in the game now because of sports gambling and how it is now popularized and commercialized or amongst the U S state by state, slowly, surely legalizing sports betting. And if your state doesn't have legal sports betting, everyone has a bookie, obviously, um, you know, they, they, there's you fucked up. There has to be some way. This, this is so much money swinging on this, and you have to be able to call the integrity of the game, what have you. And then it's like, my goodness, we can't have stuff that happened like when the Saints and Rams had that pass interference, and then we had the pass interference rule that lasted only one year because they did it terribly. It's like you could challenge it. No, just have someone there to say, hey, you messed up. Uh, you know, it's a booth review initiated from the Sky Judges. I don't care what you call them. You just need to have them. Uh, like, hey, let's get another look at this. Let's break down some of those. Perhaps a missed call on Jalen Ramsey. And again, it hurt, it hurt both teams. Uh, here's where the big ones. Perhaps a missed call on Jalen Ramsey when Jamar Chase made that insane diving one-handed grab. Looked like he got grabbed, and then he broke away from Ramsey and lunged and made that Superman catch. Um, you know, that wasn't the bad one. Here was. T. Higgins clearly rips the face mask of Jalen Ramsey. Offensive hands to the face, offensive whole day, like whatever have you. Clearest day we saw in the instant replay. And that was the first play of the second half, which went for 75 yards. T. Higgins touchdown. And then there probably should have been a no call against Logan Wilson, the middle linebacker of the Bengals, when they instead got him for holding, <clears throat> excuse me, and Catherine Stupp. Uh, Cafford, Cafford and stuff, and Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup go on and win the Super Bowl. Uh, but this game was destined for overtime. Like, it was crazy. It came down to the wire. I loved it. I was on the Bengals spread just the sixth time ever a Super Bowl champ did not cover the spread. Um, this game was destined for overtime, except for the fact that Zach Taylor might have cost his team, his city, a Super Bowl 
with, with what we'll break into. Well, let's dissect this. Here's why Zach Taylor might be the guy holding the bag here for the reason the Bengals aren't celebrating this week after Super Bowl Sunday. First of all, what the fuck are you doing with some of the second half play calling? I was feeling it. I Bengals fans, I hope you get back there. When I was a Falcons fan, I still am a Falcons fan. When I'm watching that Super Bowl, we're up 28 to three. Uh, and I saw the play calling. I saw the demise. I, I was feeling that through the Bengals. Now, I hope you could get back there. Falcons haven't been back there since they were up 28-3. But it was, it was pretty similar. So let's take a look. <clears throat> Excuse me. The voice is Super Bowl Sunday. But that's not, not a sharp, long weekend. You were up four with five minutes left in the third quarter. Joe Mixon is averaging nearly five yards per carry at the time. You throw on second and six after a four-dawn rush, and you get sacked. You get sacked, it's third and long, you have to throw, wind up punting. So the Rams get the ball back. Some, again, we'll, we'll get to how the Rams were unable to score. Once OBJ was injured, it was clear that they were having trouble. One, I told you before the Super Bowl, the Rams have no run game. Cam Akers coming off an Achilles. They should have just stuck with Henderson. Uh, they had an okay running game. They forced Akers in there coming off an Achilles injury they suffered in training camp. Hasn't got reps all year. Now you throw him in the biggest stage of his career, uh, the playoffs, and then the Super Bowl. And he was what? One and a half yards per carry. It was embarrassing to watch. So the Rams couldn't do anything on offense. And lo and behold, the Bengals are holding on to this 20 to 16 lead forever. Under three minutes left in the third, still up 20 to 16. Throwing on first down. What, what are you doing there? Sacked. You get sacked. You're throwing on first down. So stupid. Throwing on second down because you're sacked. You get sacked again. Throwing on third and long. You get a 17-yard pass play, but you come up five yards short of the sticks. Punt. What are you doing there? That is ridiculous. Um, why are we not still running the ball? At least the, those were going for positive yards. Not negative yards where you had the chance to flip the field, even if you do end up punting away. The pass game was not working. Why do it when you were up four in more than halfway through the second half? It kept happening. Rams clearly had no weapons left, as I told you there. Uh, it was ridiculous. Once OBJ got hurt, they were just doubling cup. And then what? It was Skoronek who would get loose for maybe a catch. That's That was the game plan. Good job on the Bengals. I told you that was a decent secondary and OBJ might have tore him apart all game and the Rams would have walked away with it, but he got injured. And all of a sudden the Bengals, it doesn't matter how you win the game. It's just that you win, right? The Bengals had the recipe to do so. It was all the signs pointing towards them and they still couldn't. So luckily the Bengals had all these chances despite the stupid play calling. Uh, you know, I had a football coach text me during the game. What is going on? Why aren't they running the ball? Like, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. They were giving away the game, and they still had so many different chances. My outrage, I mean, the Bengals still covered, so I was happy. I won like 600 bucks. But, you know, you're up four, second half of the Super Bowl. You've got one of the better running backs in the game. Run the damn football. Time is on your side. Uh, I think the first-time jitters got there for Zach Taylor. Fourth quarter. You're still up 20 to 16. The under was the play. I told you that too. Run one yard. It was, you know, Joe Mixon did get stuffed. Like the Rams were preparing, stacking the box. But still, if you're getting one yard at least, and you had the chance, as Mixon did rip off towards the end of the quarter, some four, six-yard, 12-yard gains, go for that. And then rather having your opportunity to, oh, you make a pass, but having the two discrepancy chances on that play of getting sacked, losing a ton of yards, and thwarting basically your entire drive or throwing an incomplete pass and stopping the clock, which helps the Rams out. Unbelievable. 
So fourth quarter, you run for a, uh, run one yard, then you pass for a first down. Great. Okay, fine. Mixon was, uh, as I said, getting slowed, so you felt like you had to pass. But you, this is one of the worst pass offense, offensive line, pass blocking offensive lines in the NFL. We saw that all season. We saw it in the Titans game, and we definitely saw it in this Rams game. I mean, there were so many times Aaron Donald is just split second away from just absolutely crunching Joe Burrow. He did get home for two sacks. And because they kept passing in the second half, they totaled seven sacks against the Bengals. They were playing right into the Rams' hands, and it was crazy. It was like a trap set. And uh, fucking Zach Taylor just followed the cheese underneath the goddamn mousetrap. So you get this first down, uh, and then you run uh, first down. You run for one yard again. So you're, again, just run it. Just keep running it. Clock's on your side. Force McVay, who loves to take timeouts, to take timeouts. Um, So you throw on second and nine. I don't agree with that. Incomplete pass, third and nine, you get sacked. Um, and then all of a sudden, rather have Mixon running downhill than having Burrow with this offensive line that's a bunch of turnstiles in front of him, uh, you know, have a split second to throw, so it's either incomplete or a sack. Now, smart on him to take the sack and keep moving the clock, but wouldn't you rather have at least a yard positive instead of nine backwards, and then you have to either throw for third and long or punt? It was complete mismanagement. Bengals get the ball back under 10 minutes left to go in the game. Mixon, 12-yard run. Mixon, 8-yard run. Wow. Second and two. No gain. Okay, third and two. Pass for a first down. That's what you want. I'm okay passing on third and two. I'm not okay passing on second and seven, second and six, second and nine. Um, Get closer so where you can make these quick throws, right? Because you had zero time there. Okay, third and second. uh, Third and two. Short pass for a first down. First and 10 on their own 39. This is under 10 minutes left in the fourth. They're dropping back to throw. A minus three-yard short pass to Mixon, who actually ran out of bounds, but the clock was still running. Second and 13, they run for four yards. Great. You should have done that for first down. Uh, Third and nine, incomplete pass. They punted away with six minutes left. McVay hands it off to Cup, one of the great, you know, fourth and one on their own side of the field. This was the game. They won. They run that wide receiver reverse. And Cooper Cup gets the first down. A gutsy play call. I liked it. Uh, we would have absolutely ripped it apart if he did not get the first down. But that's how football goes. Uh, because instead, we're going to rip Zach Taylor, of course. Holding call on Logan Wilson, as aforementioned, comes with under two minutes, third and goal, and the rest is history. Stafford to Cup, they go up 23-20. Okay. So because of the spotty, shitty play calling, the Bengals now need to get in field goal range. So you got to throw, right? You got Joe Burrow. Okay, great. Here's also what you have. Uh, You also have a minute 25 left in two timeouts. I'm thinking this is too easy. I'm thinking this is too easy for the Bengals to at least get a field goal. You got McPherson, who's clearly announcing himself as one of the best kickers in the game. He hasn't missed a kick all playoffs. He's two for two in the Super Bowl. And it's just playing. I had OT 10 to one. I'm licking my chops. I'm thinking I'm getting even more money. 125 left, and you have two timeouts. Good thing you have Joe Burrow, one of the best kickers out in the game, right? So I thought. Second and one at midfield, incomplete pass. Here's where this is just inexcusable. Third and one with the clock stopped. What's the hurry? 48 seconds left, you still have two timeouts. You're at midfield. What, you need 15 more yards and at least give your kicker a chance? For some reason, you run it with Samaje Pirine? Why, do, why don't you, first of all, why are you running it? This is now the time that you take the ball out. You should have, shouldn't have been running. You decide you should run in this spot. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan, what the hell? With your backup running back who gets stuffed at the line, now the clock's running. It's fourth and one. 
and you have to use a timeout. That was, you know, it was the writing on the wall. Zach Taylor was clearly mismatched in this game, could not handle the moment. And he coughed it up all throughout the third and fourth quarter. This was the knife in the coffin, or what have you, whatever cliche you want to do. This was ridiculous. Samaje Piran, who now uh, ended up finishing with two carries for zero yards. You took the ball out of the hands of your best player, Joe Burrow. Now, you know, you wanted to give him all the chance to get sacked, but here is where you are actually at third and one. Give him two chances to get that one yard. Not just one where it's do or die, his season, his career, the Super Bowl. Fourth and one, Aaron Donald, the great players make great plays when it's called upon, gets the pressure. Burrow throws an incomplete pass, like miraculously got this ball off to where Samaje Piran was even close to. And still, uh, the rest is history. Uh, game, season, title for the Rams. Burrow sacked seven times, most coming in that second half because of the stubborn play calling of Zach Taylor. Uh, worst O-line f- in football and defending the pass rush, and uh, it showed there. So the Rams get their Super Bowl. They do not cover. Um, mentioned, I think it's the jitters that got to Zach Taylor. I think he gave up that game. He full-on choked with the play calling. Uh, and I mentioned I thought Aaron Donald had a case for MVP. Two sacks in the game ceiling play. He was 18 to one. Uh, he was a monster all game, forcing quick throws and pressuring Joe Burrow. But Cooper Cup deserved it too. Uh, two touchdowns, had a, under 100 yards. What was he, 90 something? But it was the game winning score and just caps off, rightly so. What a year that guy had. No recruiting offers out of high school. He goes to Eastern Washington, right? What is that? FCS. Uh, gets drafted middle rounds and did not play in the Super Bowl. The Rams lost to the Patriots, mind you. So maybe he was the factor, right? He was the Super Bowl factor. I totally understand giving him the Super Bowl MVP trophy there. He deserves it. Again, I, I would have loved Darren Donald to get it because I would have added on to my $600 I won on the game. Bengals spread and the under. I got the Gatorade color right, which was blue. OBJ first touchdown. Mentioned I had Aaron Donald for MVP. But here's what's interesting, too. It's like, I had all those Bengals defensive players uh, futures for Super Bowl MVP. So I want to play the game. What happens if Zach Taylor's not a moron? Uh, you know, doesn't what happens if even on that last drive, all the stupidity he had leading up to it? What if they throw and get into field goal range? McPherson kicks a 50 yarder, sends it an OT. What if he kicks another one? Four field goals. Uh, does he win the MVP? That was 70 to one. Does Higgins get it? I was hoping the NFL, again, this is theorizing it goes to OT or the Bengals win. I was hoping the NFL would spite Higgins because the biggest play he had, 75 yards for the touchdown, was clearly so illegal, even though it wasn't called. Uh, I had Sam Hubbard, who had a strong game defensively. I don't know if he would have got it. Logan Wilson, who I didn't have. I had his over on tackles, which cashed, but uh, he could have very well got it, for, but he also got the holding call against him. And I had Bates, 100-1, to one, who had that pick of Stafford. And let's talk about Matt Stafford because now we get to do the best debate ever, right? The most silly debate, even though it is interesting and it's a great sports debate, is Matt Stafford an MVP? He wasn't the Super Bowl uh, an MVP. He wasn't the Super Bowl MVP. Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? Uh, we'll make the case here in just a little bit. Mentioned just the sixth time the Super Bowl winner has not covered. Rams followed the blueprint. Get pressure with of the last couple of champions we've seen. Get pressure with four up front. Veteran quarterback with weapons. Uh, Chiefs and Bills open up as favorites next year. Look, it's going to be hard for the Bengals to get back there. They're going to compete with the Ravens in their division. Steelers still have a good defense. Who knows what they do at quarterback? Um, 
I'm looking at the Patriots at 25 to one, and I'm seeing a top three defense. Mac Jones in his second year, Belichick, who's won six of these. They made the playoffs in year one of Mac Jones. I think 25 to one is appetizing. Um, certainly, again, what are the Dolphins going to be? Jets aren't going to be anything. Just fight with the Bills again. They almost gave them the Bills the best shot this year. Why can't they win the division next year? I like Patriots 25 to one, certainly. Steelers 50 to one is curious to me, intriguing from a point and standpoint where this is a solid defense, right? Follows the blueprint of rush with four. You get pass rush with just four guys, TJ Watts, a menace. You've got the defense. You've got Tomlin, who's one, uh, like McVay, who had been to a Super Bowl before. All you need is the quarterback. What if they get Matt Ryan? Uh, what if they get Russell Wilson? What if they get Aaron Rodgers? Um, you know, Steelers at 50 to one, I think is intriguing as kind of looking away from the favorites there. We know the Bills and Chiefs are going to be good. And that's why, again, the Bengals have to go through arguably the harder conference to do so. You got Herbert in there. Uh, you know, the AFC is loaded. I would say the Steelers are even, they would be a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo. That, you know, that's a guy who's been to a Super Bowl, nearly got to another one. I don't think, you know, an overwhelmingly good, great quarterback, but he's a good quarterback if you pair him with the right team, like he did with the 49ers. You know, that's a solid team if you want to stay in the hunt, you Steeler fans. Uh, yeah, you know, Bengals are good, but damn, it's so tough to get back. And now you get the second to worst draft pick, right? Because you made it to the Super Bowl while you're lo you lost. Your O-line is a mess. What, are you going to get someone at 31 I'm not hearing about that's all of a sudden going to anchor that up? Um, you're going to eventually have to pay Joe Burrow astronomical money. You're going to have to likely pay his guy, Jamar Chase, astronomical money at some point, uh, while also retooling your defense, which is going to have some turnover this year. Um, okay, so now it's the debate to end all debates. Is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? Uh, let's take a look. I went back and analyzed the careers of Stafford, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Big Ben. Let's see. Uh, you know, I just want to kind of put out these stats here for you, for you to make your own decisions here on Corbett's Corner. Uh, again, thanks for checking us out. We've got winging it coming out uh, on its usual day, Thursday morning. Going to look forward to doing some cool video content on my YouTube page. Subscribe there if you enjoy the video on top of the audio on the podcast network. Uh, heading to Arizona, hoping to get some cool stuff there. Going to bring the golf clubs. Um, Big Ben, who's retired this year, right? End of an era. He's got the two Super Bowls, 64,000 pass yards, 418 touchdowns, 214 picks, which I thought would be higher. I, I was surprised he had a pretty good two to one touchdown interception ratio. You know, I thought he threw a lot more. One rookie of the year, six time Pro Bowler. And this was crazy. He's 165 and 81 in his career. He had the one tie this year against the Lions. Like, damn good record. That dude was just a winner. Um, Eli Manning, always a great debate if he's a Hall of Famer. Two Super Bowls, but only 366 touchdowns, 244 interceptions. That's rather high. A four-time Pro Bowler, a record of 117 and 117, just a 500 quarterback, so Eli. But the two Super Bowls get him in. Both legendary runs in the playoff. They were the wildcard team, 4-0, both times beating... Hall of Famer, one of the greatest ever, Tom Brady, one of the greatest ever, Bill Belichick both times. I think that gets you in. Super Bowls are, you know, that's like the, that's the get in free ticket. That's if you're rocking in with a Super Bowl, they're letting you in the club a little bit more. Those have the most cachet. Unfortunately, Philip Rivers does not have it, but the stats are interesting. Philip Rivers retired two years ago. 
63,500 pass yards, 421 touchdowns, 209 interceptions. So, you know, pretty comparable stats to Big Ben. Eight-time Pro Bowler. He was a winner, 134 and 106 in his career, but he never got to the Super Bowl. Closest he got was 2007 AFC title against the undefeated Patriots, who would go on to lose to Eli Manning and the Giants. Does Rivers get in? I think you can make a case for either way. Uh, the stats were comparable to Big Ben, as aforementioned. Had a great record. Could not win the big one. Does you know? I like to think of like you know that era of football. I think Philip Rivers certainly deserves a seat at that table. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see. I think the storyline too of how him and Eli were intertwined, beginning on draft day, and then how Eli was almost a lesser quarterback, but got the two Super Bowls. So what if Philip Rivers was on that Giants team? Could they have won two? Could they have won more, less? What if Eli was a charger? What's he doing there? You know, who was the better quarterback? Well, the stats say one, uh, the Super Bowl say the other. Matt Ryan was, <clears throat> excuse me, Matt Ryan was drafted the year before Matt Stafford, which is crazy to me. I thought Stafford was a little bit younger for some reason. Um, Matt Ryan has been to a Super Bowl, but Kyle Shanahan cost him a win. He was MVP of the league that year. And I looked this up today because I had forgotten how crazy his postseason stats were that year. He was seven. This included the Super Bowl loss. He was 70 of 98, 71% completion percentage, which is just incredible. Over a thousand yards on 98 attempts, 9.1 yards per attempt, nine touchdowns, not a single interception. He'll probably get close to 70,000 pass yards. He's at 60 right now. Uh, he's at 367 touchdowns and will probably get close to Big Ben over 400. Not sure if he'll get 200 picks. He's shored that up a little bit later in his career. He's at 170 right now. He was rookie of the year, four-time Pro Bowler, missed just three games his entire career, 222 starts out of a possible 225, 120 and 102 in his career, and he's got 20 postseason touchdowns in 10 games. Matt Stafford, Super Bowl champ. He's at 50,000 pass yards. We'll probably get around 65,000, I think, if I was to predict. He's at 323 touchdowns. I think if he continues to have a couple good seasons here, he could probably get to around Big Ben as well. He has 161 picks. He'll probably get 160, yeah, 161. He'll probably get close to Matt Ryan, if not surpass him. I was shocked to see Matt Stafford led the league in interceptions this year, tied for with Trevor Lawrence. You know, that's, you know, wow, you won with that. That's crazy. It's kind of like when Peyton Manning won with the Broncos. Um, so, again, continuing with Stafford here. 86-95-1 uh, record as a starter. Again, Detroit Lions, you know, he couldn't do it with that loser franchise. Sure. One Pro Bowl back in 2014. You know how easy it is to make the Pro Bowl, right? Matt Stafford's made it once. You know, some of these guys didn't make the Pro Bowl because they were playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Stafford has only been the one. And you know how easy it is to make it. As I said, 13 touchdowns, 20 interceptions in his rookie year. Percy Harvin won rookie of the year that season. Matt Ryan has never come close to throwing more interceptions than touchdowns in a single year. All right, so what's the verdict? Big Ben is a lock. Eli gets in according to me. Rivers, you could talk me into. I think when it's all said and done, you won't be able to keep out Matt Ryan, who I think has two to three years left. Uh, I think the same for Stafford, who probably has three to four years left. Um, if their careers ended right now, today, I would not put Matt Stafford in. 
and I would put Matt Ryan in. What is that biased? Am I biased? Falcons fan? I know. Uh, and I'm a BC guy. I love Matt Ryan. I think getting to a Super Bowl plus the MVP is equivalent to Matt Stafford winning a Super Bowl, but really not doing much to help his team there. I mean, yeah, he, he threw the picks and yeah, he, he had he led the drive, which could have won it. Could it not have won it if you had the holding call that wasn't a holding on Logan Wilson, you know? Again, it's just crazy to see that Stafford has one Pro Bowl. Like Matt Ryan, I would argue, maybe the better quarterback stats-wise than Matthew Stafford, but Stafford has the Super Bowl, and Matt Ryan doesn't. But I don't think it was his fault that Matt Ryan doesn't have their Super Bowl. And at one point in time, he was the best player in football. That's something you could say definitively as the MVP that year. What he was doing was unbelievable with Shanahan. I wish Shanahan just stayed one more year, but I, you know, he got a promotion, so I can't hurt that. I know he's a head coach, but... Uh, you know, Shanahan has been back, still has never won one. Who was the choker there? Matt Ryan hasn't even got a chance to get back because since then it's very hard to get back and he's just been surrounded by incompetence. Now the NFC South's open, you know, can they get, they can certainly win the division. I don't know if this team is, they could certainly be this year's Bengals, I think, but you know, I, I would like to see if, I think Matt Ryan's best chance to win a Super Bowl would be if he left for like the Steelers. I don't know if this Falcons team is Super Bowl worthy. I think they're certainly playoff worthy. I mean, hell, the Eagles made it this year. But in terms of getting back to the big game, I don't know. Um, Matt Ryan, again, I would put him in there. Stafford will get in because he'll get his pass yards up to over 60,000 and over 400 touchdowns. Plus, he'll have the Super Bowl. And who knows if he'll make it back too. Um, plus, the NFL Hall of Fame is super easy to get into. I say they all get in. Now, what do we do? Huh? I'm a sports fan. I, we got tennis all week. I'm loving this. Uh, I'm going out to get my golf on in Arizona. The PGA Tour has been great. How about the, the playoff holes going into the Super Bowl this past weekend? Uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I want to go next year. It's in Arizona with the Super Bowl. I think we're going to bring the crew out there, have some fun, because uh, I do have a place out there. So excited for that. Uh, March Madness, that's what's on deck. We've got on deck for you, winging it coming out on Thursday. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, check out the office. This is Corbett's Corner. We'll talk to you later this week.